The following audio is from Life Baptist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. For more information about our church, please visit lifebaptistchurch.com. Well, good morning, Life. It's great to see you this morning. My name is Tim Detellis. Honored to be with you. Uh, this is really like a homecoming for me to come back to your church. Would you all repeat after me, welcome home? Welcome. One more time, a little louder. Welcome home. Welcome. Thank you. And <laughs> I'm glad you're here too. Here's the point of it all. If this is your first time, you're in the right place. And I have some even better news. Pastor Paul's back next week, so stay tuned, okay? It just keeps getting better around here. And uh, it's great to be that filler guy today, okay? So I know what you're thinking, right? All right, we're going to get out early? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. (laughs) This morning, I have a message on my heart titled Prayer Habits, and I'm looking forward to sharing this with you. But uh, I first want to thank you and your church family for being a partner with New Missions. Uh, We've been serving in Haiti for 36 years, and uh, your church has come alongside us. And I'll share a little bit more about that in the message Uh, But this morning, in the honor of reading God's Word, would you stand with me? I want to have us turn to the book of Mark chapter 1, Mark chapter 1, verse 35. And I'm going to put the scripture on the screen so we can read it aloud together. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. And so let's read this together. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, He went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. God, we thank you for your scripture that is speaking to us today. Dear Lord, may we not just know it, but may we obey it and live it for your glory. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. You may be seated. This morning, we can look at a lot of people in scripture to ask the question, how did they exemplify the habit of prayer in their life? We can look at the life of Daniel, who had great routine and habit in his life to pray. We could look at the life of Hannah. We could look at the life of Paul, and Paul's a really good name since that's the name of your pastor. Paul's a good name. We can look at the life of Paul, but today we turn our attention to the life of Jesus to see how he exemplified for us the habit of prayer in his life, the habit of prayer in the life of Jesus. And um, so I've been thinking about habits and preparing for this message and, and wanted to do some research on some kind of like quirky or weird habits. And I came across this habit for UPS drivers. So how many of you ever received a package from UPS? Come on. All right, good. Yeah. Amazon holic drinker. You know, you're all getting shopping on your Amazon app and getting the packages shipped to your house, right? <laughs> I know that feeling. The UPS comes down the street and you're like, it's Christmas. <laughs> Um, I didn't know this, but the weird quirky habit that they have is they actually turn right. And part of their mapping system that they develop is because it's safer to turn right. They redesign all their maps and all their processes so that the drivers will turn right the majority of the time, okay? And so the U.S. uh, Association for Highway Safety has determined that 62% of accidents actually take place when you turn left. All right, so this morning, as everyone's leaving life, it'll be like, you know, just one perpetual U-turn. It'll be like, turning right, turning right. We're never getting out of here. Turning right. So imagine how much attention and money and time was put into developing the system for UPS drivers to turn right. Uh, This morning, I hope that we can turn our attention to the habit of prayer modeled here in the life of Jesus, because the book of Mark is really an account 
of what Jesus did more than what he said. It's, it's more about what he did than, than what he said. So I just want to take a moment and, and have you think right where you are about this question of who in your life did you learn much from? And did you learn more from them by what they said to you or by what they showed you? Think for a moment. Someone who you learned much from, did you learn more from them by what they said to you or by what they showed you? And so I was uh, preparing this message. I was thinking of somebody who role modeled prayer in my life, and I couldn't help but think of my grandfather, Charles DiPietro. DiPietro, isn't that a, a good Italian name, DiPietro? My last name's Ditellis, uh, Charles DiPietro. And so uh, this past May, I decided to pick up the phone and call my grandfather because he was turning 100. Yeah, and I wanted to wish him a happy birthday month. He's turning 100. So I pick up the phone, and I call Grandma and Grandpa's house, and my grandmother answers the phone. I says, hi, Grandma, this is Timmy. Who is it? This is Timmy calling from Florida. Is Grampy home? And she goes, no, he's outside right now. I said, oh, okay, Grandma. I said, well, I'll call back in a little bit. I just wanted to wish him a happy birthday. And she said, well, he's going to be a little while because he's outside cutting the grass. I mean, the guy's turning 100, people. I mean, can you imagine, friends? He's turning 100, and he's outside cutting the grass. And then she says, you may want to wait a little longer to call him back because he's going to be a little extra long because he's going to cut the grass for the widow neighbor next door. And so my grandfather didn't need to tell me to go love my neighbor. He showed me. And then as a, a young kid, I would go spend the weekends at Grandma and Grandpa's lake house. And, you know, when you go to Grandma and Grandpa's house, it's like a vacation, right? You know, you just like chill out, sleep in. You know, you want to wake up to the smell of pancakes and bacon, you know. And so I'm waking up in the morning at Grandma and Grandpa's house, and I get outside my bedroom door, and there I see my grandfather kneeling down in front of the blue recliner where he would pray. My grandfather did not need to tell me that prayer mattered to him. He showed me. And as we look at this one simple scripture in the book of Mark chapter 1, verse 35, we see that Jesus modeled for us the habit of prayer that now early in the morning, daily, a new day begins. And so may we pray daily in the morning, having risen. What I love about the fact about risen is I've talked to some pastor friends of mine about this, that I've attempted to accomplish the habit of prayer in the horizontal position, but it really hasn't worked out that well for me, okay? Let me just confess that I have um, found myself singing a song, and not really that beautiful of a worship song, it's more of a snoring song, okay, when I attempt to pray in the horizontal position. Anyone else with me on this, okay? Have you attempted that, you know? But having risen a long while before daylight, he went out. There was intention to that. We'll talk about that in just a moment. To a solitary place. Everyone say with me, solitary. So just by, by a show of hands, and I'll be the first to raise mine, how many of you would agree with me that um, you live a distracted life? Live a distracted life. So Jesus went out to a solitary place to remove the distractions and to have time where he would pray. Now, I'm going to take a little sidebar for a moment here and um, talk to, to 
both of us in the room, the introvert and the extrovert, if I may for a moment. You know, because you know what I'm talking about? You know, the people that like, they love people, and then those that just want to like be in solitary. And I am, I'm both. Like, I love being around people, but I'm telling, I have two German short-haired pointer dogs at home, and I love going outside with the dogs and just having my quiet time. Actually, before I flew here yesterday in the morning, I was out back with the dogs, and I love my time alone. It, it just like refuels me. But then I love being with people too. And if you look at the life of Christ, he was doing both. You know, he was spending time with people. Then he was also removing himself, removing himself to find that solitary place to remove the distractions, to have time with his heavenly father. So he's modeling for us the habit of prayer in his life. And so if prayer mattered to Jesus, prayer should matter to us. So if prayer mattered to Jesus, prayer should matter to us. And so the reason I used the word habit this morning is because habits show us what matter to somebody. They show us what matter to somebody, right? I mean, you know, you can, you can see somebody and they may say, you know, hey, you know what, I, I, I really want to accomplish that, but they're not doing what would deliver that they want to accomplish, right? They don't show the habit in their life of what they want to accomplish. And so I want to share with us three keys on how to build habits and specifically the prayer habit in our lives. And so I've given a definition to habits here in your notes is a steady, a slow and steady pursuit over time, a slow and steady pursuit over time. And spiritually, I would put in parentheses next to that definition, the word faithfulness, faithfulness. One of the things I admire about the story and the history of your church is the story of the steady pursuit over time. Pastor Paul and Bria began this church in their home where they met for one year. And then now this October, your church family will celebrate 15 years of reaching the city and reaching families. Isn't that amazing? A slow and steady pursuit over time. And I admire that about your church because I, I, I'm certain for Pastor Paul, there's probably 101 reasons why he could have quit along the way. But I like to say it this way, it's more important to listen to your calling than to your critics. And so that takes a slow and steady pursuit over time. You know, has anyone ever said to you, you can't do that? <laughs> we all could write that down, right? Yeah, someone said that to me once, you know. But you wake up early and you keep going. And you keep going. And that steady pursuit over time. So let's talk about key number one to habits and establishing the habit of prayer in our lives. That is to start with intention. Start with intention. The goal is not a specific result. The goal is to become a specific person. And what I hope for us today is that as we leave life this morning, as we, as we walk through those doors to step out into our everyday lives that we would desire to become a praying person. A praying person. That's the specific person we want to be. Jesus modeled for us here in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, that he was a praying person. So I'm not an athlete, unless you consider miniature golf a professional sport. But I enjoy talking to athletes because athletes embody habits in their lives to fulfill the specific person they want to become. So I'll enjoy talking to runners, and runners that want to run marathons have some very intense habits in their lives on 
you know, how often they run, and then they'll run together in groups, and they'll train together, and then they talk about their habits of eating and the food and the schedule and the routine. I mean, they, they have the habits down. Why? Because they want to become a specific person. Yes, they want to be a runner, but they want to be a marathon runner. And so they have those habits in their lives, and that those habits show us what matter to them. And so Jesus showed us what mattered to him here in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, that now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out. And so he modeled for us the habit he had to remove himself from that place of slumber and sleep and rest, to go out to a place of solitary so he can have time to pray. And so this morning, um, I would like to kind of make the simple statement, and maybe this will encourage you in your personal life, and your spiritual life, is that we, we really should skip the goals and start the habits. Because oftentimes we say, oh, you know, I, man, I, I would love to go, go, go run a marathon. Oh, that's my goal. Okay. When was the last time you ran? Well, it's been a few weeks, you know. <laughs> right? So you have the goal, but you don't have the habit to deliver the result of the goal. And so we need to skip the goals and start the habit. So the goal is not to pray more or, or, or even pray daily. It's to become a praying person because a praying person prays. To become a praying person. So I would like to tell us, uh, share with you guys one story in my life when prayer really mattered. And this story took place in the country of Haiti where my mother and father moved our family to be missionaries to start new missions. What had happened was my father was a pastor for 25 years. And when he was coming up to his 40th birthday, my mother wanted to give him a birthday present to help him start a hobby because, you know, most pastors can be workaholics and she wanted to kind of jumpstart this hobby in his life. So she gave him the gift of sailing lessons so my, we were living up in the Northeast, and so dad learned to sail, began reading about the Caribbean, and dreamed of one winter escaping the cold winter months of New England and sailing out to the Caribbean. And he would read about the islands of the Caribbean, learned about the island of Hispa Hispaniola that shared that, that island with Haiti and the Dominican Republic, and then learned that the western third of the island, Haiti, was the poorest country in our hemisphere. And so as a pastor, he was shocked, and so back in the 70s, he would go to Haiti on little short-term mission trips and would give some money away to some projects and on follow-up trips would inspect the work to see what impact happened and he wasn't happy with the result. So he thought to himself, maybe we should start a mission. So back in 1983, my mother and father moved our family to Haiti and we camped out in tents for three months to start this mission. We arrived on a Thursday and we started our very first church on Sunday. And now fast forward 36 years later, uh, today, across the island of Hispaniola and Haiti and the Dominican, we have 35 churches that we have established and 35 schools educating 10,000 children to the glory of God. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And so that first year that we got there, living in tents, we needed water. We needed water to drink and to bathe and to cook the school food for the children. So we asked a well drilling company to come and drill a well for us. And they drilled the well, but they got no water. We were too close to the ocean. So out of desperation, the next three and a half years, we were commuting literally over five miles one way to fetch water at the nearest well. Finally, three and a half years later, we had enough money to ask the well drillers to come back and drill a well. And when they came back to the property, 
What do y'all think we did that week? We prayed. We prayed at the spot where they were going to drill. We, we prayed early in the morning. We prayed at night. We fasted. We prayed for the equipment. We prayed for the well drillers. We were believing God that he would provide us with a well. But that day they came, we first sent them out to drill a well for the local village near us because we wanted to bless that village first with a well. And to the glory of God, they received water. And when they came to our mission, they began to drill at that spot where we prayed. And they went down 150 feet, 155 feet, 160 feet. And the well drilling rig stopped. They had hit a rock, a sedimentary rock. And my father asked them if they could drill through that rock. And then they continued and they persisted another five feet, 10 feet, another 15 feet, and 175 feet. Those well drillers broke through that sedimentary rock and hit an aquifer. And immediately, in a moment's time, water gushed up out of the ground, and we had an artesian well at our mission flowing freely under its own pressure. It was really a miracle well because we discovered this aquifer underneath the earth at 175 feet and then went back and began drilling wells all across this coastal plain and literally drilled dozens of wells. And what's beautiful about telling this story to you this morning is your church family, through your giving of missions, helped drill two wells in Haiti last year through new missions. And at the location in Laogan, they got water and at the location of Flan, they got water because of your giving. But what's beautiful is I was getting photo updates and I was sending pictures back to Pastor Paul because the pastor and the school children would gather at the location where that well would be drilled and they prayed and God provided them with water. So prayer matters, but may we become a praying person that we can see God do the supernatural. And I say that very intentionally this morning because a supernatural work through prayer is something we can't explain as humans. I can't explain all the wonder of God. I like to say it this way. I'm just a wanderer in wonder of how amazing God is. I'm just a wanderer in wonder of how amazing God is. And so this morning, may we become a praying person. And the first key to establishing the habit of prayer in our life is to start with intention. May we become a praying person. And then the second key to establishing the habit of prayer in our lives is show up. Show up. This morning, you came through these doors and you just showed up. We don't know all that God is going to do, but we just show up. And we trust and know that God is at work. I love in the scripture, in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says that he went out and departed to a solitary place. Jesus just showed up to the place. Starting small is the best way to build a habit. So if you say you want to become a healthy person, then it's put down the soda and pick up the water, right? It's starting small. So I want to be a healthy person. That's the kind of person I want to become. It's not a specific goal, but it's a specific person. So I want to be a healthy person, so I will put down the soda and pick up the water. Or I will, I will show up at the gym. I was reading this one article about this, this fitness person about coaching people on building the habit, and, and they would say, just put on the running shoes. Just, just put them on. It's amazing what you'll do after you put them on. 
First, you've got to wake up, but that's another story. <laughs> Show up. Because Jesus modeled for us that we should go to a place. That we should go to a place. So in my home, I'm, I'm a little quirky. I have some strange quirks about me. I have chairs for different purposes. So I have a chair I like to read in. I go to that chair to read. I have another chair I like to go to to write. And I have a prayer chair at home. And I like to go to that chair and pray. Sometimes I may kneel. Sometimes I may sit. And recently, I, I went to that chair because my wife is in transition with her work and, and uh, looking for a, a new job. And, and maybe you've been there in that moment of, 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 you know, big life decisions where you're just like, you know, God, what am I supposed to do? And how's this going to work out? And what is the plan? And praying for provision, but also for discernment. And so I'm, I'm praying for my wife and, you know, just my heart was heavy and I'm, I'm, I'm praying and all I could hear back in my heart and my spirit was from God, I already have it figured out. And I thought to myself, okay, good, but not good enough. Can you tell me a little bit more, Lord? You know, <laughs> like, if you already have it figured out, can you download the plan and give me the blueprint? I'd like to know so I can go, you know, comfort my wife and we got a plan, you know, God gave us a plan, you know. And so I kept praying more and, and harder. I'm like, Lord. And all I kept feeling and hearing was, I already have it figured out. And so, friend, I don't know where you're at this morning but, and what your prayers may be, but let me tell you this. When we just show up, God shows off. And we just have to go to the place and sit in the chair. I don't know where that place is for you. Maybe it's your backyard or maybe it's a walk around the block or, or maybe you get on your bicycle. I don't know where it is that you go, but when you go there, you show up and then God begins to show up. Jesus went to that solitary place and his father met him there because he showed up. The third key to building the habit of prayer in our lives is to stick with it. I want, I want to share something with you that's been studied by people that professionally coach athletes and other people in habit building. Do you know when a habit ends? When you stop it. Aren't you, aren't you glad you showed up for that information this morning? Okay. A habit, isn't that awesome? A habit ends when you stop it. So the third key to having the habit of prayer in our life is to stick with it. It's to stick with it. It's all about having this consistency over time. We have seen that in the work of our mission in Haiti. We have been in Haiti. I was there on the very day of the earthquake. I've been in Haiti when there have been political coups. I was there when Baby Doc was kicked out in exile. I, I've been there during hurricanes. I mean, been there with UN invasion. I mean... In your own life, how many times are you faced with a storm or a struggle or a battle? But the habit of prayer, you stick with it. And it becomes consistent over time in your life. That prayer is there because you are a praying person. So may we stick with it. And so this morning, I want to take a moment, and I would like to help us prepare ourselves 
to go from here to be a praying person. Because preparation is important to live out the life of a praying person and to have a habit of prayer in our lives. It's like waking up in the morning and saying, hey, I'm going to go to the gym, but I'm going to put on my jeans and my boots. You don't do that, right? You prepare yourself. So you, know, you put on your, your running shoes or your sneakers and your sweatpants or your, or your workout shorts. I mean, you prepare yourself to go be the person you want to become. I mean, you know, you don't drive through Krispy Kreme and get a dozen donuts on the way to the gym, right? You do that after the gym. You do it after. It's after. That's not the preparation. That's the reward. That's the reward. That's a whole other message on the reward of having habits. We'll get there another day. But nonetheless, (laughs) that was the only takeaway some of you got this morning was that (laughs) Krispy Kremes are my reward after the gym. Note to self, I am doing that so much. (laughs) But as we stick with it, here's the reward our answered prayers. As we stick with it, we see God orchestrate supernaturally these answered prayers in our lives as we stick with it. And what's beautiful about prayer is as you invite others to join you in prayer, intercessory prayer works on your behalf. And even the scriptures teach us that the Holy Spirit is interceding in our behalf. And so Prayer mattered to Jesus. Prayer should matter to us. But we also should invite others to join us in prayer so that together we can see by sticking with it, with the consistency over time, that then we see the reward of answered prayers. And again, to me, friends, I'm just being transparent. That's a wonder to me. It's a mystery. And all I can say is glory to God. So as we prepare ourselves, I would like us to open up our hearts and our mind first as we prepare ourselves to be a praying person because this is a spiritual work. So we would open up our hearts and our minds as we become a praying person. And then secondly, is that we would be used of God, that we would listen for his promptings. My father passed away 11 years ago. And when my dad was alive and we'd spend a lot of time together in ministry, he would say to me this statement, that the greatest moment in your life is when you are being used by God. And so may we be used of God by listening for his promptings. There could be a prompting, and it's happened for me with your own pastor, that there's a prompting for me to pray for Pastor Paul, and I would send him a text message, Pastor Paul, you're on my heart and my mind today. I'm praying for you for continued wisdom and discernment. So God may put somebody on your heart, and, and he prompts you, and you listen and you respond and you reach out in prayer and you reach out to a family member or a coworker or a neighbor or somebody in church that you do life groups with and you go, I don't know what, God put you on my heart. I'm, I'm praying for you. Is there something specific I can pray with you for? And we listen for his promptings to be used of him through prayer. And then lastly, this is so important, is that we would give God the glory that his name would be lifted up. It's not that we become a praying person and then we show up back at church the next week and we wear our superhero prayer warrior t-shirt. Like I'm a superhero prayer warrior for Jesus. And, and, we, and we celebrate who we are. No, we, we want to lift his name. We want to give God the glory for all that he is doing because we are a praying person. We prepare ourselves to become this praying person because we're going to live out the prayer habit in our lives. I want to turn back to the scripture found in Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Now in the morning, daily may we pray. 
having risen, it would be intentional. A long while before daylight, he went out. He showed up to a place and departed to a solitary place, removed the distractions. And there he prayed. Jesus role modeled for us a praying person. And if prayer mattered to Jesus, prayer should matter to us. I was taking a road trip from Orlando, Florida, up to Nashville, Tennessee. My daughter's um, going away to Union University in Jackson, Tennessee. And so taking this road trip up there to see her. And um, about six hours into the trip, something happened. And I called my wife. Just, can, can we be family for a moment? And, just tell you? and I'm coughing, but the cough turned from clear to color. You know what I'm talking about? When you're coughing and something's coming out of you and you're like, uh-oh. And so I call, I call my wife. I'm like, she's a nurse. She's like, you got an infection. You need to go to an urgent care. She's like on the phone yelling at me. You need to, you need to. I'm like, I don't know where I'm at. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Like I'm six hours into this trip. I'm in Georgia. I'm like, she's like, you open your map, search urgent care. And so like a few exits later, there was one. And I said, get off the exit. I couldn't even remember or tell you which city I was in, in Georgia. But I go to this urgent care and I go inside and fill up paperwork. And then they take me out back. And then they have me step on the scale. And after I step off the scale, that humiliating experience was over. Thank you. <laughs> they take my vital signs. They never met me before. And as a human, you're living right now. You and I have five vital signs. We have our temperature. We have our heart rate. We have our blood pressure. We have our pulse. Hold on. That's probably... A respiratory rate. Thank you. I'm thankful you're here. Because <laughs> if, if something happened, you would be checking our vital signs. Spiritually, prayer is our vital sign. Without it, we're dead. And Jesus modeled for us the habit of prayer in his life because that connected him with his heavenly father. We must pray to be alive spiritually. And as I look at the life of Christ, friends, Jesus went to the cross and there at the cross, he prayed and died praying. That's how much prayer mattered to Jesus. And so may prayer matter to us. I leave you with the scripture. It's not in your notes, but it's found in Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 12 and 13. Let me read it to you. It says this. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Friend, because that is exactly what a praying person does. May we do that. May we be a praying person. May we embody the habit of prayer in our lives that we would start with intention to be a praying person, that we would show up, that we would go to the place, and that we would stick with it, that we would have consistency over time and see the reward of answered prayers in our life for his glory. And so this morning as the band comes, they're going to lead us in a song, but during these next few moments, just right where you are, I want to invite you to respond by answering the question, do you want to be a praying person? And that we would go from here today 
and begin to embody this habit of prayer in our life that Jesus modeled for us. Would it be better if I pray for you? Let's pray together. God, I thank you for my dear friends here at Life, and I am just so moved out of respect and reverence for your work here over these 15 years of being consistent in the calling. But I look across this room this morning, and I look at each life and each person represented God. May they step out today and become a praying person to see you at work in and through them for something supernatural. God, help us to have the habit of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.